Welcome to The Devil's Advocate. I'm your host, David Ray. This is the show where I bring on a guest to debate a topic of their choosing. They take whatever side they like, and I take the other side, regardless of my true feelings on the matter. In today's episode, it's kind of a special one. I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, I bring on my friend Dan Taylor, who's a pastor here in Edmonton. And uh, we have a unique kind of debate. It, it might be uncomfortable for some people who listen to this uh, because of the subject matter. Uh, he debates the topic that it's good to have living relatives. I debate that it's good to have not living relatives. And why this is could be awkward for some of the listeners is because uh, in reality, um, my father has passed, my mother has passed, and... Uh, Two months ago, my brother passed, and so I'm the last living uh, Ray in my immediate family, and uh, and we have this kind of weird, light, yet at the same time dark uh, debate about this topic, and uh, and just so you know. This is something I've been looking forward to. This is, uh, I enjoyed the conversation. And yes, we have a silly debate about it. However, after about 20 minutes, we kind of uh, flip and we actually have a genuine conversation about death and grieving and some of these things. So unlike some of the other episodes that just kind of we have a straight debate, this one's a little longer. We have the, the weird, silly debate, but at the same time, we talk about things that I think really matter to people. Uh, I I think we have a great conversation, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope that you take something away from it. I hope that it uh, encourages you in some sort of way, regardless of your background or what you think about uh, life and death and some of those things. This is uh, something kind of special to me, and I hope you guys enjoy it. But I don't want to waste any more time on all this preamble. Uh, Let's dive into the episode. But before that, I would just like to remind my listeners that although this is called the devil's advocate, I'm in no way in league with the devil. In fact, I'm so opposed to the devil that I hope he has a neighbor that he doesn't know how to talk to. So whenever he tries to go to work, he's like stopped by the neighbor and they have this awkward conversation and it just turns into like, oh, I need to leave right right now. But it's too late because his neighbor just has to keep talking and talking and talking until like eventually he's like, oh, I'm late for work. And he has to like look like a jerk because he just pulls himself out of the conversation. He's like, oh, I gotta go and gets into his car and leaves and he feels bad for it for the rest of the day because it's like, oh, I look like an idiot even though I did not want to have that conversation in the first place. That's how much I'm opposed to the devil. And with that, let's jump into our debate with the great Dan Taylor. With me today is Mr. Dan Taylor. I guess Pastor Dan Taylor would be more appropriate. Yeah, whatever, Mister. It's fine. Yeah, I want the I'm most not formal in a pastoral context. Okay. But I don't usually have people who are educated <laughs> anymore. I have a degree in biblical studies. I don't know if that's the same as being educated. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about one thing. Yeah, it's very right down. Yeah, yeah, very narrow band of knowledge. Yeah, um, that's I, right. I can also talk. I like. I've I've done a lot of things, but yeah, I've done, like yeah. My my education is very limited <laughs> to one ancient collection ancient of books. books. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but that's okay. That's still better than Alex Fortin's. Right, right, right. Alex, yeah. I mean, Alex can help you. No, Alex can't even help you fix your car. Yeah, he can just help you yell at things. He's <laughs> very angry. Um, okay, that all said, mm-hmm. uh, Dan, we are here to discuss a topic. Uh, I, and why don't you present uh, what it is okay. and what side you're taking? I um, and go right into your first point. Yeah, of course. Well, okay. To to get right to to our debate, I believe that having living relations is a good thing. Living like you're talking like, like I'm talking about having uh, f- direct personal family like blood relatives 
um, or, or people that you grew up with in the same house. So we don't necessarily need to limit it to blood relatives, but who are still living. So and that's and that's a positive. Thing. I believe that that's a positive thing in my life. I personally have a right. sister who lives in who is alive mm-hmm. and lives in Guelph, Ontario. And then I have a brother who is alive also, right. and he lives in uh, Coal Harbor, uh, Nova Scotia. And then I have uh, two parents who are both living, and they currently reside in Edmonton and Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, which is a bizarre situation. Sure. But mostly the thing that they have in common and that the thing that I find to be positive is that they are all living people. <laughs> and it makes your life it better? It makes my life better in lots of ways. Um, very selfishly, um, they're able to babysit my children. Sure. Which is a thing that my parents wouldn't be able to do if, if, if they, they were, were dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. It's very difficult for dead people to babysit. That's uh, one thing. I also like the idea of connecting my children to their past, you know, and, right. and their heritage and, and, and having someone show to that. talk to. And I can just say, like, when I tell them stories about their grandparents, you can go talk to Papa about that. He's here and eating food at the kitchen table. He you know? doesn't have to go through your half remember. Yeah, yeah. He's a real person that exists, yeah. not just this fake specter that only exists in photographs. And, <laughs> and then, like, like, today was my sister's birthday, and I... And I have thus far forgotten to text her, but I can text her tomorrow. And because she, can, she will most likely still be there. Most likely still be there. And she can text me back because she's a living human. Mm-hmm. And um, and and that's a positive thing for me because I don't carry over any guilt of, of, of things that I've broken down in my relationship with her. I don't, you know, I can, there's always a chance to heal that in the future. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to step in here, uh, okay. Dan, you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know. If you know when you've chose this topic that uh, all of my close family is dead. Right. Uh, my, right. my mom, my dad, mm-hmm. uh, my brother just passed a couple of months right. ago. Um, and, uh, and some would say that that's a very inappropriate topic to do. And mm-hmm. I'm saying uh, it is good that mm-hmm. uh, my close family are all dead. <laughs> now, mind you, mm-hmm. let me say this right off the start. They were fine, great people. Yeah. I enjoyed them immensely. Right. You didn't murder them. No. Yeah. And I That <laughs> we're aware of. And I th- there's no motive because none of them had any money. <laughs> <laughs> I did <laughs> I did not gain much Right. That, that, so I'm cl- clearing the books that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, uh, th- to say that there are no advantages to having a family that's all passed away, mm-hmm. uh, that would be a lie. There, there is plenty of... Okay, uh, name one. Uh, Christmas. <laughs> I d- that's that's uh, a few more presents that I don't have to pretend to like. <laughs> I don't have to go through that fake, like, ooh, uh, yeah, this is a great... Did your family never give you presents that you did like? Uh, No. Like, they they were all pretty consistently pretty... Like, my brother, uh, he he even got me... He heard that I I liked It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, he got me that one year. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you very much. And then he just got that for me every year. Even when I told him, like, Darwin, I, like, stopped watching that show. (laughs) Oh, And I haven't watched the last three seasons you bought me. (laughs) So he could probably stop. But he got me the next one that he just went through. But, yeah. Well, I mean, but... And I don't have to do that yeah, anymore. But no they're still making new episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's right. And if Darwin was still living, then he could still get you <laughs> new upcoming seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And it would and then be you would understand. Clutter. Yeah. You would understand what was happening. Because you know as well as I do that shows can go through three, four years of not being very good. And all of a sudden they get their mojo back. And you're like, man, I wish I had that. Well, how am I ever going to get that? The only way that I ever got that was through my brother, who's now passed. Yes. You know, and yeah. and now and and now it's impossible for you to ever watch it. So I study in Philadelphia again, <laughs> as opposed to my living family, who can buy me old VHS <laughs> copies of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" every year. But here's the difference. I now that I don't have to buy them presents anymore, mm. I can choose how to spend that money right. however I want. Right. Uh, I also as I added on top of that, that's also another thing I don't have to do at Christmas. I don't mm. have to pack up and go all the way to Manitoba right. uh, and spend all that time 
uh, freezing just to have an awkward situation with my family. Mm. Uh, who, you know, my mom never did learn my wife's name. Uh, she, <laughs> she, uh, uh, and, and by the way, it's not like it's not like my mom met her once and then that was it. She did know her for a, a year or two, and I, I would correct her every time. But did she know, did she call her like Kyra or did uh, she? Because uh, I have a Kayla, feeling. Because I have a feeling I called your wife Kyra for oh, much fair, too long. Uh, That's a common <laughs> problem, actually. Which is surprising, because like Kyla is a much more common name than Kyra. I think. Well, Kira. Well, I've never heard Kyra. I've heard right. Kira. Yeah. But. Kyla's not very common. No. I uh, went to school with a girl named Kyla, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, your, wife, your wife spells it with, with or without an H at the end. K-Y-L-A. Mm. Yeah. See, but if your mom was still alive, then there's always the chance that you could, like, slide her a note right before you My. arrived every time. If said, she was still alive, she would eventually learn. Well, no, 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 no. She would never learn. But... <laughs> That's not something fam- I, I will concede that. Yeah. That's not something family members ever do. Mm-hmm. But each time you arrived, you could slip her a new note as you walked in the door that said, By the way, it's Carlo. And then she would like read it and be like, oh, Like I some was- sort of, I, I get to pretend I'm a spy. Yeah, for exactly. A exactly, exactly. And then you get to have this little game. It's a game where yeah. you're like, you're like playing this game with your mom every time, where it's like, by the way, this is my wife's name. And then when she doesn't remember your grand your children's name or the names of her grandchildren, you can like say, right. No, 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 no. This is this is Estefan. I guess Estefan. <laughs> I don't know what you well, would that, name your children. I don't know either. I would think I would name them after lost characters. That's probably like, Are there any more I mean, because it's a tradition like in your family, are there any are there any um are there any other characters from history who have tried to dare, tear down religion that you could maybe name family <laughs> your children after? <laughs> maybe you could name, maybe it was like, a, this is Christopher Hitchens, right? Uh, right. And this is Richard Dawkins, Dawkins. right? I, I would like to interject. My brother's name was Darwin. And my mom was such a fundamentalist Christian that uh, she did not know... Who Charles Darwin was, which is, I think, beautiful. That's, oh, I think that's, that that's one of the most amazing things. She yeah. stuck to her gun so much that she didn't even bother to learn yeah. anything about exactly. the other side. And and if, <laughs> here we go. Just go for it. If if Darwin was still alive, you could tell that story to people all the time, and they would just laugh. That's really funny. But now that Darwin is passed, now it's just awkward. Well, <laughs> Especially when they find out my brother's guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like my brother. Oh, I'm sorry about that. And then you now you've dug yourself a hole that the joke needs to dig yourself out. Oh of. yeah, yeah. It, it, you just have to pretend that he's alive still. Exactly. And just, well, like, and I mean, and maintain that. And maybe that. Maybe like I'm, I'm arguing against myself. Maybe that's the best of both worlds. <laughs> you <laughs> can pretend not having living relatives, but yet pretending they're, they're alive. alive. <laughs> it combines the two together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, I think that there are some... I mean, you have lost your dad years ago. Yeah, yeah, when I was 15. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and your mom uh, within a couple of years, right? Yeah, a couple of years, years ago. ago. And then and your, your brother very recently. And losing your entire family, I think, to quote the great Oscar Wilde, is irresponsible at best. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. However, I I, I do think that 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 ha- were all of these people not lost, right? <laughs> then then you yourself would have a, uh, a a deeper connection with places other than Edmonton, right? Because I'm worried that you're going to fall into this pit of nihilism. <laughs> where it's like nothing matters at all anyway, and and really that's called Rexall Place. That's- <laughs> or or I'm worried that you're going to enjoy this life so much that you start to murder the members of your wife's family that you still have. <laughs> Just to get back to yeah, that nice like, <laughs> blank slate. <laughs> That is that has been the worst part actually about being married is now like oh gotta go back. I hope they don't listen to this episode. Well, you know what? No, it's fine. <laughs> We're joking. No, if I get disbanded from like the family, it's like good. Well, they are dead yeah, exactly. To me. That's what we've yeah. That's what we've been aiming at since the beginning. Um, also, funerals are awkward things to plan. plan. 
and and if your relations are living, then you don't have to plan funerals. Well, uh, here's the thing. I'm all done. I, I, I tore it off like a band-aid. Just, get these out of here. Besides, you weren't there at the funerals. You, If you were, you would have saw how I killed those eulogies. I destroyed. That's true. It's I've, true. And I, people were laughing. People were crying. I, cry, every, all the emotions turning it. And I mean, like it does, having a friend or relation die does allow you to have a funeral, which allows you to, to increase the number of finger sandwiches that you have in your life, <laughs> which is always a positive thing to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, having living relations is good because, oh, this is another thing that I think is very important. If uh, things were to hit rock bottom for me, if I was, you know, to get back on the crack pipe and, you know, and, and just to do a whole bunch of horrible things, I would have relations to Go back fall to back your back early on. pastor years. Yeah, just go back to my <laughs> early pastoral years where I'm like sucking on the crack pipe, you know, then... Then, uh, if I, you know, when I blew up my entire life, I could go back and, and rely on my, my family, my, my sister, my brother, not my brother, he's a deadbeat, but, but my sister and my parents would be there to, to, to catch me when I fall. You have nothing. You, you know, if you. And no one's also there. There's no one there to be disappointed in me. <laughs> No, no one can be disappointed in me anymore. No one can be disappointed in you ever again. I don't know. That's a nice. That's a like a, like a lot of freedom. Like nobody's bugging me. So are you still telling your funny jokes? Have, have you found a real whoa, job? Whoa, 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 whoa! When did you start telling funny jokes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Zing. Zing. But, and they would know that too. If my family was still alive, they'd know he's not. He doesn't tell funny jokes. No, no, he should no, no, not no. be doing this. I gotta live in my delusion longer. <laughs> It's true. Um, when I go to Guelph mm-hmm. or Charlotte Temperance or Island Old Coal Harbor, uh, Nova Scotia, there are places that I can stay where I don't have to pay for a hotel. Now, every time you go back to... Wait, Winnipeg, how many times do you want to go to Guelph? <laughs> I, was or- on, <laughs> I was on tour in Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> I had a tourist stop in Guelph, and I stayed with my sister rather than being billeted with a friend of the promoter, and that was infinitely better. So, you, if you go back to Winnipeg, you know, like, you have to get a hotel now. You gotta, like, stay in a Motel 6 or, like, some horrible place in the north side of Winnipeg where they're gonna... No, I have friends. <laughs> I have friends I can go and stay with. Friends that I like spending with. We have a lot of connections. We're not... The only thing connecting us is not blood. You know, like, that's... People that you have something It's like the reverse. With. You know, like... And besides, I couldn't stay with my brother anyways because he had a bachelor suite. He had a bed mm. and, like, a couch. And, like, I'm not gonna bring my wife and just hang out on Darwin's couch. Yeah, I guess, yes. That that, that, that does make See, sense. See, right? You know, I, like, I, I think you might be winning this debate. I, I, think I know, <laughs> you walk into it. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. A family that's gone? Hey, you, you get all these nice mm-hmm. little perks. Also, um, if I, uh, having living direct, like, because my parents are alive, and my sister's alive, my brother's alive, mm. um, I don't have to deal with my cousins and aunts and un- uncles as much because if they have an issue, I'm not the person in the family that they go to. Right. So when someone, so when my cousin in Ontario is is arguing with somebody else in the family, when there's a big Facebook blow up, no one comes to me to settle it. Right. They do it. They go to my my mom and dad to do that because Seniority. that's, that's the role that they have in the in the family hierarchy. Like, were my parents gone, that would fall to me. You know, like, I would be the one that would have to, like, adjudicate Facebook debates between people that I don't care about, arguing about, you know, whether or not Stephen Harper is Hitler. And I don't want to do that. You know, like, I don't care about I, uh, any of those things. Well, this is another, this is more specific to my situation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for some folk, that mm-hmm. would be an issue. Uh, the best part for me is my family is all so old that they don't have Facebook. I am <laughs> friends with one person yeah. from my extended family on Facebook. Yeah. And so that's how I, it was, it was great because my, my dad, if he were alive today, he would be, um, uh, 90 years old. Oh, right wow. now. And he was on the young end of his family. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> 
you know? Like, it's not so bad. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't have to deal with Facebook drama. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of those references when people are like, ooh, all these yeah. weird people in my life. It's like, nah, I don't have to yeah. deal with that. You don't have to get... Um, a big chunk of my comedy career was built on a text that I received from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> that got you, that got you, man. That got me on television. television yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you can't get texts from your mom anymore. I know? never did. My mom never <laughs> did. She never got to the. She, she didn't she, even she learn. Have, but she could have sent you a typewritten letter. She could still like where your mom living. No. She could like handwrite you a letter. She could or, handwrite. That's she true. couldn't type. You couldn't buy her a typewriter. What well, son were you? No, she had a typewriter. A typewriter. But get how do you get ribbon for a typewriter anymore? <laughs> Besides, like. Uh, my mom, she wouldn't be able to figure out. I, I tried to show her Windows once, <laughs> okay. and I like she was used to DOS, and I'm like, well, this is not that hard. And I sat her That's down. That's impressive. I don't, I, I don't know DOS. She had to do it because she used to do tax returns and all oh, that right, kind right, of stuff. Right. So, uh, and so she was like wanting to learn Windows, and mm. I was trying to get her back on the computer. And I sat her down, uh, told her, okay, you you move the mouse. And that moves the little indicator mm-hmm. on the screen. Uh, so why don't you move the indicator and double click on Microsoft Word or yeah. whatever? And uh, and she did something that boggles my mind. She uh, dragged the mouse and clicked as she went, just like click, 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 click and opened up all of the programs on my computer, <laughs> which, by the way, was a piece of garbage. It was like a yeah. hand-me-down, and it could barely run one program, yeah. let alone. All of them. So I would just like, uh, hold on, mom. I have to stop for forty-five yeah. minutes <laughs> as the computer catches up. Take the naked ladies off That's my computer. computer. <laughs> she found all of my porn stash. She was like, uh. and so I had to uh, like, and then once I got it all cleared up, yeah. And I'm like, okay, mom, let's try this again. You don't have to click as you go. That that doesn't make the mouse go. Just yeah. drag. That's all you need to do. And she immediately. I opened them all up again. I'm like the same thing again. The same thing. I'm like, and that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have to show her any technology. <laughs> I don't have to worry about explaining what Twitter is or what emails are. Yeah. Were your mom still living though? Then you could possibly you would have the joy of watching her struggle with that technology. <laughs> I do like 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 there's something incredible. But no, then I, it's up to me to teach her. Yeah, who else is going to teach her? Well, you have a child, and then you give the child, the child. an iPad, and then you say, "Go explain this it's to Grandma,", grandma. <laughs> and then that everything is worked out. Then because, like, in all seriousness, my it was my eight year old son that taught. Like he was five at the time, but who taught my mom how to use her iPhone? Yeah, and sure. he was like flip 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 flip. And my mom is amazing at Minecraft. Like she has. <laughs> You should see some of the worlds that she's created. That's so yeah, she's got like the like she's into like country Victorian decorating. I didn't think it was possible to do in Minecraft, but she somehow managed to pull it off. Wow, that's impressive! Amazing how many doilies that you can build in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, but uh, here here's the thing. Um, I like. I'm so convinced by this not having family thing. Like, mm. Kyle and I may not have kids. Like, we're just... <laughs> like, the argument, we see terrible kids all the time, and it's like, we don't need these. Well, like, if there's one thing that I've learned about the Ray family is that you are predisposed to death. Uh, we, we don't have... Like, our survival chances are very low. Yeah, like, not, almost, I realize... Almost all Rays die. <laughs> I'm the last one. I'm the last of my life. And, and that's the thing. My, not one of my family has made it to, like, what the life expectancy of a Canadian person is. Oh, really? Because Yeah. Because it's supposed to be, like, 70... What what is the life expecting in a city like seventy eight? Okay, yeah, and my yeah. dad when he no 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 it's younger it's lower than that for a man though it's like seventy eight for a lady and then it's like seventy I think it's like seventy five for a man or something like that. Ah, my dad was seventy four when he died. Oh, he died short of his. So he seven, almost made it. <laughs> he was seventy three. His seventy fourth birthday was a few days away. Okay, and then uh, my mom died when she's sixty six. My brother was thirty nine. Hmm. So like I. I have a good chance. Here's the other thing. Now I get to see, like, how far I can make it up the ranks. Like, I'm going to outlive them all. (laughs) 
Like that's the thing. Like I'm a survivor. Yeah. I'm 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 Batman. But it, and if this had happened earlier, I'd be fighting crime right now. But it happened so late in my life that like right. Right. at best, I'm just going to be able to like you know call the police when I see something bad happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so quick on it. He yeah. called him really quick. Yeah. It, yeah. You totally can win. Yeah. You, yeah. You can totally win. But like if you make it 75, like you're you're the that's winner. a that's an attainable goal. I, I, I got I gotta say like but I mean but like the fact though is is that like while my parents are still living I could still beat them you know like in theory in theory you know like yeah. yeah I mean my family tends to live a very long in all honesty like my great grandmother lived to be 106 my my great grandfather lived to be 103 yeah. like people unless they drink themselves to death people in my family <laughs> tend to live a long time <laughs> Um, so as long as I stay off the pipe in the bottle, I should be okay. You should be fine. You, you know, but yeah. so, and my parents don't drink, so they should be, they, they should be good to go. And then, so then like that, the, the, I think it's more incentive for, for me to keep that competition going. If I know that like, oh, there's an attainable goal there, like they're still living, you know, so. Well, here's the thing. Uh, here's the other, and, and this is actually a very real point, I suppose, is that, uh, because everybody died in my life. Uh, guess who doesn't get bothered by death that much? You know? yeah. <laughs> I, I like, especially like once I lost my dad, I was like, ooh, well, anybody else that dies after this point, who cares? My dad was my favorite. <laughs> I love ah. the, I love the. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Stuart, like Stuart Lee is one of my favorite comedians, and he's got a line about. He's making fun of somebody talking about their dad dying, and he's like writing a show about their dad dying. He's like, "All our dads die. All of us die. We're just meat being shoveled into a grave." <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it, I, I don't. I, I'm able to have mm. a little bit more fun because I realize mm -hmm. when every when people die and I face death so much, I realize how silly we get caught up in the <laughs> stupidest things. You know the people who are so anxious about their lives, about all the mm. dumb stuff? Because nobody's died in their life. They need more <laughs> dead people in their lives to realize how great they have it. I'm thankful every day for what I have. So, so I'm just imagining, like, I'm just imagining, like, if you're the first in the scene after Batman's... So he's like twelve year old Bruce Wayne, right? Watches his parents being murdered, and then you walk up by. You're the first person on the scene, and you go, and you're like, "Sweet, you're in now, buddy." High fives. You so, have no idea. All gravy from here on in. <laughs> well, especially him. He had all that money. Yeah, like, yeah. Even if he didn't go like the look, selfless route. Like, look, I'm not gonna argue that that that. If your parents are like multiple billionaires, that it might not be better for them to be gone. <laughs> but and look, my family was poor and it was great too. How okay, so I we're 24 minutes in. Yes. So like I think we can declare you the winner. Should we how, I, how do we I, declare you the winner? Uh you just admitted I, defeat. I just I just admitted defeat, defeat. in this debate. Cuz we're all going to be dead anyway. We're, we're all going to be shoveled into a grave. How are you doing though? Like in all seriousness, this is a lot of heavy stuff that's happened in a reasonably short period short of time. time. Yeah, especially in the think, last couple of years. Yeah, and I think we can talk about this is a podcast so people can be like we're alone speaking into somebody's earphones as they like go through their mundane lives. Yeah. So, and especially because a lot of people who are friends with you are like awkward around you. Yeah. Now they can that, listen to me like and it's okay to, for, to make fun of Dave's dead family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's been super interesting where it's just like I'll like kind of crack a joke and they get super Right. Like it's like I as if I made a fun of their dead family right. or whatever. Well, you and, are. I yes. mean, that's that's the thing that we're most afraid of is that yeah. Like when people are. How could I be so slight with my own dad? Yeah. Like when they're like, I like my dad. I don't want him to go. Or right. Whatever. And but and and the, and that's like ultimately when like when we're sad at funerals, as much as we miss the person who's gone, we're also mourning our own death and the deaths of the people that we love. Right. Yeah. So so that so that that is a part of it. Is that they're like, you know, like they're they're thinking of their own situation. But yeah, I think. But you're also right in that like when you face death. To a certain degree, uh, it is it it just becomes a part of your it becomes incorporated into your life. You yeah. Know? So, well, and, and that and that's that's the the big thing is like how do you uh, 
when you're able to kind of look through that lens and you, I like some of the points that I said during our silly, silly debate yeah. uh, is kind of true where it's like you do get a, an appreciation for your thing. Right. You don't get, I don't feel myself getting caught up in all the same stupid, silly right. stuff. And like, there are more important things mm-hmm. and like, look at the long view. I know it can tear up some people that that's, mm-hmm. I, I know death can hit, people very hard of course and, yeah, uh, yeah and, and they never can recover no. um and that and that's and they that's an opportunity where it's like are you going to let well just like any kind of tragedy that mm-hmm. happens in your life are you going to let this thing define you mm-hmm. or are you going to like you know what what's the bigger thing happening what's more important like what's yeah. Uh, are you going to let this define you or are you going to, you know, learn something from it? Yeah. And that's where your choices are really. Yeah. And I think especially like that kind of gallows humor is a pretty deep tradition in a lot of families. I know my mm. family's like that. Like my, my grandparents or both my sets of grandparents have passed and you know, I have been around, like I'm around funerals a lot. So yeah. I just am around a lot of families that like that if you're laughing at something that you can't be scared of it. Right. So you're taking its power. Away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so to crack a joke about like, about like, you know, even, even something as simple as like, it's better to have, you know, living relatives, you know, like that, that, that's a way to take that, that, that power from something that could be life sucking, you know, yeah. like that, that could be like, I'm just going to spend you know, the next year under my blanket, you know, but yeah. um, that's not the way that we honor people that have gone. You know, no. like, so we honor them by making silly jokes, jokes about them. them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. well, uh, I I remember even reading stuff about like in the Holocaust, where you'd hear about these the the Jewish people who were imprisoned mm-hmm. and they're kept together, and there was like some really really dark humor in yeah. amongst themselves, even yeah. in that moment where any one of them could die at that time, or they had people that yeah. did die. You would hear a story. I, I remember hearing stories that are very dark humor, yeah. and uh, I think that's the kind of stuff that's uh, fascinating to me, and, and like it rings true for me. Where uh, I don't know, like I remember my so my grand my grand neither of my granddads were were uh, none of them were good men, um, mm-hmm. but I remember at my dad's father's funeral, um, we. Uh, so uh, my dad had six brothers, so, so has five brothers, so they were all the pallbearers. So, sure. So he finally he finally dies. He was one of the ones who drank himself to death, and uh, and uh, and I was about probably about fifteen years old. So I'm standing with my dad and all of his brothers, like behind the hearse, because they were you know going to carry him into the church. Um, and my dad looks at his brothers and he's like, so. We dropping them or what? <laughs> you know, and they all cracked up, and it was like a way that they processed this very serious moment. That like this guy that they had this really conflicted relationship with. Like it was just a way of owning the fact that like we're all here for this person that was our dad, and we kind of love him, but at the same time, we're all kind of glad that he's gone. You know, sure, like and, yeah. and and was it a positive thing? So yeah, it was. It's sort of an interesting dynamic that you sometimes see in families, and and I mean, I love like I do like one of the things is that I I think I think watching people grieve is one of the best parts about my job, just because everybody does it so differently. Yeah, and. And it does not that I'm good at it, you know, or or but it is a way to just watch what people do, you know, and like I think that that's a pretty privileged position to be in, and uh, but yeah, so I think that yeah. Well, I think I've learned something different from each death that's come through hmm. my life in various regards. It's interesting of like whether they're close to you or not, and 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 even when grief would catch me uh, at interesting points where, uh, like I. I like I'll try to make it brief, but I remember like when somebody from my that I went to college with died. Hmm. I heard story of it later. Like I had left the college, I was just out right. for by by about a year, and uh, she died in an, in a car accident. And uh, and like it's so weird because like I had seen her a few times. We weren't friends. It's like oh, that's like a weird kind of like that was the first time mm. a death was like oh. You yeah. can go at any time. You yeah. like that kind of thing. Whereas my dad was like, "This is just somebody." I I kind of expected him to die. He was right. such an older father compared right. to everybody else. I'm like, "Oh, he could go." And like yeah. I had made my whole life like I'm going to 
get out of high school. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to find a wife. I'm going to get a kid. Yeah. Like I was like wanting him to have that thing that I knew he was not going to have otherwise. And so I was like real. And then when he died, when I was 15, like, like, well, in some ways, all the pressure is off. too. All the pressure was off. Another good reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And then with my mom, like I had a very much more conflicted relationship with my mom. Yeah. And, um, I, I, like the the hard part was not I the for only time I really cried or really caught me yeah. was uh, when I was going through her apartment. We were like looking for paperwork because there was no will. Yeah. We were like just trying to find ah, oh, I gotta find this thing. And one of the things I came across was like uh, these. Uh, she used to do tax returns, right? Uh, as I was saying, uh, and uh, she used to do them on her own after a while. And uh, she had this uh, list where she was like her clients list, and it's from like 2010. Mm-hmm. So it, like she had hand drawn this like okay, here's the person's name, right. their phone number, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, and th- the whole sheet was made up. So and like the first you know six seven lines were filled with you know my brother and I and yeah. a few other people f- from town. And then, like, you can tell that this is what she was wanting to do, and she was hoping yeah. to expand it, add more people. And yeah. then I found the next year's one, and yeah. the list got shorter. Yeah. And then I'm like, I found the next one, the list got shorter again. And the, it killed me because I knew when I was going to find the next one, my name was also not going to be on it because she screwed up my tax return and because she got confused with the Alberta uh, uh. thing. And she messed it up, so I didn't go to her to get my tax return. The only person left was my brother. And uh, that killed me. That's yeah. when it caught me. And uh, that, it was like that kind of moment. Yeah. It was not, oh, I'd never, it, it kind of just dredged up this whole thing of like, well, and, every, and that's what's so interesting is that every grieving experience ends up being totally unique. Like yeah. there's like as much something as, catches you. Yeah, as much as we experience very similar feelings, the circumstances of it are so unique. I like I remember the first funeral I ever did where I did the funeral was actually my grandfather's funeral, my mom's dad. Oh wow. Yeah. Um and uh and it was interesting because he wasn't a good guy. And he was like an angry just an angry, bitter dude. And he wasn't nice to my mom and he wasn't nice to any of her sisters. And at the same time, like, so he wasn't nice to a lot of people. And so, and I'm doing the funeral, like I'm speaking at his funeral and it's not like, and I, so I can't talk about what a nice guy he is because that's not honoring to their experience. Yeah. And, and I also can't talk shit about him because that's not what you do at a funeral. Right. <laughs> You know, and so that that was the challenge. But I remember my mom being so. My mom was sad, and he had been sick for a long time. So in some ways, it was better that he was gone. He was like in his eighties, you know. Sure. Um, but she, what she was mourning was that she was never. She had like and and had waited and prayed because we're part of that. You know, we're Christians. We're part of that faith tradition. She had prayed her whole life that he was going. There was going to be this point of reconciliation where he was going to like apologize. And yeah, you know, so would be made yeah, and and there, and that never happened. So in some ways, what she was mourning wasn't even so much that he was gone as that that dream that someday he might say something different was gone. You know, and yeah. and that and and I think so. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing that everybody mourns something differently. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah. Well, I, I, like that's why one of the big things I've learned from the whole process is like enjoy the people while you have them. Like, mm. like whatever your moment is, it's about being present. Like right. all those things of like worrying about tomorrow and all that kind of stuff, yeah. or thinking about being, you know, held up in your own past or whatever it yeah, might yeah, be. Yeah. You're often missing what's around you. That's why like having cell phones when you're at a dinner table is yeah. one of the rudest things you can do. Is because you're missing an opportunity here with this person right now right yeah maybe it's not the person you want to be talking to but at the same time this person also has a wealth of experiences that you could also be living into and learning from and uh that's why i try my best to like yeah i i I hate small talk i really do like it really kills me when let's talk about 
weather or your jobs yeah. and like especially if <laughs> who cares yeah. like I care about what does the job mean to you yeah yeah like that kind of stuff yeah there's um, got to be something more interesting to talk about than real estate prices yeah, it, yeah. all that kind of stuff just bores me no. to no end because I want to know why you think the things you do mm. that's what's interesting yeah. I want like I, I don't even care what it is you can we can disagree fundamentally I want yeah. to just know why you do yeah you know uh, I don't know it's it's yeah that's what I feel like I've kind of gained through this the whole, yeah. that whole process well and I think even and I mean we can't ignore the fact that we both come from a faith tradition. Yeah, that, 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 that at its core fundamental is that death is not the end. You know, like yeah. that the story that we're telling with these people is does not end at that moment with like our stories don't end in boxes. So, you know, like that, that does even change the way that my mom viewed her dad's death or my dad viewed his dad's death or, yeah. you know, like, or, or even the way like, you know, my parents are like, I approach my own, you know, like I know some people that are freaking out about like what's going to happen with their body when they die. And I couldn't give a shit. I'm not here anymore. Yeah. I don't matter. You know, like this, like this thing that I was inhabiting, like give it, like I'm, I like I told, like I've told Teddy, like give it away to like, if if there's anything in here that is of any use to anyone to keep them alive. Great. Other than that, like give me to science, like put me in a mushroom bag. I don't care. You know? And and I think we've done cremation three times. Yeah. uh, Like, for all of my family. Yeah, and, and and I think that that's uh, like a, like for, for you know if religion is religion is the opiate of the people. One of the ways that it's a good opiate is that <laughs> is that it does affect the way that you approach death, yeah. and that it's like this is not the end, you know. Yeah. And and I do believe that human beings were created for eternity, and that doesn't always help in the moment, and it certainly does. And there's a way that you can use that to avoid grieving, and that's just as sick as anything else. Yeah. Um, but there is a way that it, you can endure grieving with that because yeah. you do have a hope somewhere else. Um, well, yeah. and and, that, and that's where like you like I'm a guy that wrestles like with those kind of questions yeah. too, and even as like uh, like I did a bit on stage mm-hmm. where I like wrestle with like the idea of heaven, yeah. and I I know for myself where it's like I I don't. I, if I'm honest, I don't know what happens. Well, I, you'll I, be sitting I, on a cloud. Yeah, of you're gonna, course. You're going to be wearing a robe with a tiny harp. Well, yeah, and, that's right. And, I, I forgot. I forgot to and, read Revelation. And you will do that. <laughs> and, you, and you will do that forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as lovely as all those ideas are, they sound awful. <laughs> it all sounds awful. Well, Mo, it's Mo, Moshe Kasher has the great book about like like heaven. Is you're there with your family? <laughs> That's like the last place. Do I still have to call my mom? Is she yeah. going to call me every night in heaven? Because yeah. that would sounds like hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Okay, just, and then she can be disappointed like, in you, you for eternity. I knew you were a comedian this whole time. <laughs> uh, you but, never did go to uh, med school. <laughs> Although, to be fair to my mom, she was never like, <laughs> she is encouragement. But nonetheless, like, uh, it, it, when it comes to death, like, death is not the worst thing that can happen to Totally. Me. Death is not the worst thing that can happen. And, and, and even if there is nothing beyond, like, the thing that yeah. I trust in as a Christian is, like, however mm-hmm. it is, I do trust that God has his hand over it. So if there is, mm-hmm. we die, and then that's it. I'm not disappointed by that, even though no. I guess you wouldn't know that you'd be disappointed. I'm not disappointed in that idea because I still believe that the way of Jesus is is, is good. It's yeah. like it leads something. It's good for humanity. It's it's if you uh, if you follow it appropriately, yeah. <laughs> and not ne- just which, make people which, feel terrible, which <laughs> we never do. Yeah. you know. But yeah, right. I, I totally. I, I and, totally and so agree. that's where it's, it's like not, God has it handled. It's yeah. in, he he knows what's best. Yeah, and it, it's going to be fine. And I think that that's just an incredibly important thing that we lose sight of is that there are worse things than death. Even if the, even if the other side of this is like, you know, you know, nothing, you know, like it's just like consciousness, unconsciousness, you're, you're just done. Um, yeah, there are worse things than that, you know, and, and, you know, and, and I think that, you know, it's so easy to lose sight of, especially, and especially when we get upset about things that are just so irrelevant, like arguing with people on Facebook or like, or even if I find myself getting caught up in like, 
you know, like I bombed in front of the, you know, I bombed at the Druid on Sunday and it's like, you know, this is the worst thing ever. Like what? I'm (laughs) going to get really, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and and that's where like even the talk, sometimes like talk about heaven and hell and Mm. like holding on to that too much. The thing that bothers me about is we almost avoid having heaven and uh, heaven on earth. We, we avoid that kind of call that like, it's, it's, I always think it's funny. It's like, uh, come follow Jesus or you go to hell. Right. And you, what about the kid who's like living in a war zone, Mm -hmm. you know, and like deaths all around him and he's pain and hunger. Oh, you, you're you're going to go to hell. Then what, what is this? What is this that I'm in the middle of? Well, it's such a, it's such a privileged, place to be and there's a a theologian named Miroslav Wolf who talks about some of our ideas uh, of uh, some of some of our our theologies of heaven and hell could only have been born in a North American suburb yeah (laughs) because like he he came of age uh, in the in the conflict in the the civil war in the former Yugoslavia you know and it was just like that changed the way he viewed everything because you can create hell on earth you know, like you, you, and not only that, um, you know, individuals can act in such a way that they create hell on earth for other people, you yeah. know, and then, and, and if we're going to be people who follow Jesus, then, then fundamentally our lives should be about creating the kind of lives that we're going to be living for eternity now, not just for ourselves, but for the people around us. Right. Yeah. So if I bring heaven into my actions, then that should in theory benefit those around me. Now I'm saying this and I don't live it perfectly. Like I'm still kind of selfish and I'm still kind of, you know, but, and but then that's, that's why plan. it's, on, it's yeah. ongoing. Yeah, work. certainly, yeah. certainly, certainly. But that's the, the ongoing challenge for us all is to like, you know, like, um, I had a professor in Bible college who talked about living in the horizons of the eschaton, you know, that you always have that idea that like our time on earth is finite. Yeah. And as a result, we should be more bold and braver because we recognize that, that our time on earth is finite, you yeah. know, like I have old people in my church. Um, and you think that sometimes old people, um, the reputation that old people have is that they never want to change anything because they're old and like, I don't want to change anything. But I like, I have old people in my church who are like, anytime I come up with a crazy idea, they're like, try it. I don't have to live with it very long. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know like, I'm 81. Like seriously, like if I don't like it and I hate it, like seriously, how long am I honestly going to have to live with this? You yeah. know, like it's, and I think that that's sort of a beautiful thing that as we, get closer to that point, which is inevitable, you know, because like death has got a 100% victory rate. Um, well, 99.9999999. I guess there, there are people still alive yeah. that technically may not die. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm just thinking, and there's one guy. Yeah, I'm who, thinking of who, Jesus, but he who, died and then came back. Yeah. So was that like a technically a loss for death? Like does death say is like, no, like no, 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 that's not on me. It's not my job. Like that's. I don't have to like, keep him dead. <laughs> Some reach up to keep them dead, like shh, like who that the, this is not part of the deal. Game over. I won. <laughs> the basketball game continues on yeah. despite winning a basket, right? Exactly. Um, but that that we get lighter as we approach that. We don't get heavier. We don't yeah. feel aren't more burdened by things that we're carrying with us. But that because we're getting closer to this 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 end of things, that we can be like shh, whatever. Who cares? I like. Um, and that doesn't mean that we don't care about the people around us, but that we start to, we can, we can enjoy, we can take chances, we can be braver, we can laugh more, you yeah. know, we can be more joyful, hopefully. Well, and, and that's, and, uh, that's where I think if we're focused on bringing heaven here, mm-hmm. like even if we die and there is no heaven afterwards, yeah, I, like exactly. I, I would still say, oh no, there was heaven. Yeah. You missed it though, because yeah. you were still worried about this other heaven that may or may not be there. You missed the chances to yeah. be in heaven yeah. throughout your whole life well, to br- or to bring heaven. Bring it, people. you know, like, yeah. You, yeah, even more. And then, I mean, I mean, or like, participate in it, participate yeah. in it, you know, like, and we've, and I think that there've been moments, uh, we, we've all, we all, we get to, you know, if we're, we're blessed then we get to, you know, we get to experience those. And I think most of us experience moments of both heaven and hell. I do still believe that there's something after death. You know, like that's just, sure. you know, like, yeah, that's no, 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 a, absolutely. Know, <laughs> but I, you know, um, I, I'm not hung up on it though. Yeah, I don't yeah, exactly. Care about it. I don't that, care. I 
crust. I, I like in all honesty, like I, I'm there, and I never think about it beyond that. Yeah. Mostly because like the text doesn't really say that much about it, yeah. other than that you know heaven crashes into earth, and there's no more mourning or dying or death or pain, or, you know. So yeah. yeah, so so regardless of what happens to us when we die, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's we can better all... that your family. Dies earlier. It's important that I won this argument. <laughs> so thanks, Dan, for coming on. It's been great. Thanks so much for having me, man. I had a fun. I always enjoy having a conversation with Dan Taylor, and I hope you enjoyed listening to that one. Uh, with that, I hope you support Dan Taylor. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Taylor Talks. You can also listen to his podcast called The 30-Minute Week, which he hosts with Ben Prue, another guest of this podcast. And the two of them discuss uh, news stories, dissect them, discuss them, make jokes about them. And uh, you can find that podcast on northerncontentnetwork.com, along with my, my, my podcast and many other local Edmonton podcasts that are uh, have a wide range. You can listen to the movie jerks, which discuss and dissect movies. You can listen to the quick and slow podcast that, uh, you know, interview comedians and how they got into the business and what they've learned and all of that kind of interesting thing. Or you can listen to the worst podcast ever with Alex Fortin and Dan Clark, which is, uh, an awful podcast. Don't ever listen to it. Uh, unless you're taking it as a dare, you know, I dare you to listen to that podcast. It is terrible. <laughs> you can find all of those on, and plus many others, uh, many other great podcasts on the northerncontentnetwork.com. And uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at the Dave Ray. You can tweet at me saying, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, or you could say, I hope more of your family dies or other numerous <laughs> things you can say. Uh, Frankly, if you tweeted that on Twitter, like, look, I'm not going to be offended, but other people will see that tweet and know that you're a horrible person. So just so you know. But before I go, I would just like to remind people that I'm not the devil. It's just that I actually really did like Rob Bell's uh, Love Wins. Okay, I'll be honest. There you go. Just a side note, uh, that joke is meant for Christians. Uh, many of you are not going to get that reference. But every once in a while, you got to, like, you know, send a joke to your base, right? What's this book that you're hiding? Uh, oh, Love Wins. <laughs> I didn't mean to hide that one. <laughs> I did not mean to hide Love Wins. That's so funny. I'm not ashamed of it. Uh... That's so funny though that it's like a, a controversial book. Yeah, I expect it to be like not controversial at all. <laughs> it depends on who you are, I suppose.